I'm willing to bet that not one of you in our listening audience has more than four. More than four phone numbers memorized. And I'm not talking like 1-900 numbers. I know you know those <laughs> numbers, okay? I'm talking about still? real phone numbers. Working phone numbers memorized. No more than four. And, and I have no way of verifying this, but I want you to be honest with me. I want you to text the show. 71307, start your text with keyword fan. Tell me honestly. How many phone numbers, working phone numbers, not your business line, not your office line. I'm talking about people who you actually call that you have memorized. I'd be shocked if any of you have more than four phone numbers memorized. We've just lost our ability to do that. Texter says, I know my wife's number and my dad's number. My dad will not bail me out, though. (laughs) He has said I should have called before getting into the problem getting into trouble so texture here has two phone numbers memorized your number doesn't count either you can't give me your phone number oh but i have three i have three brandon says you know two phone numbers by heart yep i know my wife's number <laughs> i know my parents phone number And, like, I know my one's my mom's cell phone number, one's my sister's cell phone number. It's cheating because they're one digit apart. But I can't remember whose is whose. That's why I say <laughs> I can't count it. And I remember one more phone number on the on top of that. It's my ex of, like, we dated for, like, 10 years. So it's just burned into my brain. Texter says, the funny thing is we probably remember our home phone number from when we were kids. Yeah, because you had to call it. We've lost our ability to remember things like that. I always say, like, so So on the planet we do um, we do throwback weekends. We do what I call, two, what we call 2K weekends, 2000s weekends. And I always say that's the decade where phones got smart and people got dumb. We forgot our ability to remember anything because you know that you can just look it back up again. How many times have you Googled something? You got the answer. And then you forgot the answer immediately and had to Google it again. I'm guilty of that 100%. Because you didn't actually read it. You just put eyeballs on the words on your screen, didn't internalize the the, the information, and then you just let it go, poof, immediately. Gator Date says, I know my wife's number, both parents' number, my best friends for 15 years, and both my grandparents' numbers. Well, Gator Nate, you're just better than us. You're better than us. So that's one, two, three... Four, five numbers. Gator Nate, you just barely got in there. Something that we need more of in the upstate and something we need less of in the upstate. That's been the big topic of the show today. We always reset topics because um, our audience changes every 15 minutes. We know this. We know this. Like, the audience that we had in the 3 o'clock hour when we did this topic is not the audience that we have right now here in the 6 o'clock hour. So as we've got so many people moving here to the upstate, and I got a ton of messages coming in on this topic. We'll get to them here in a second. As we have so many people moving here to the upstate, it's okay to take stock in what we do well 
and what we don't do well so that we can, you know, be more welcoming to new people so that we can help them uh, assimilate faster into the upstate. See, that's how you become local. See, uh, we have so many people wanting to be like, no, get out. I don't want you here. Like they could become like you. They could, you could indoctrinate. You could pull them into your point of view if you do it the right way. Something that we need more of in the upstate, in my opinion, green space. We need more uh, usable green space in our downtown areas. I love the idea of rooftop green space. Now we had a texter text in and say, hey, uh, who's going to fund that? How do you, how do we expect business owners to fund that? Like, dude, you're asking for solutions. I'm just giving ideas here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just the idea, man. It's not my job to figure out how to budget for this. A texter said, if you count 800 numbers, then I have eight memorized. That doesn't count. Joey, <laughs> the ones that you have to pay $8.99 a minute, those don't count. But I think we need more green spaces here in the upstate, not just big parks. Some big parks are great. I don't know if you've taken the kids down to Unity Park yet. Oh, my God, it's the best. It's great. We love it. It's great. It's, it's like right there on the edge of downtown. It hopefully will start gentrifying that little spot over there that needs to come back up a little bit. But I want, like, I want little parks. Like, I, one of my favorite cities in the world is New Orleans, and it has its problems. Trust me, I know that. But, there, like, one thing about New Orleans architecture is there's always – little courtyards here and there yep. with a couple trees and some bushes and some flowers. And, you know, like we need more of that kind of all over the place. We can't call ourselves Greenville if all we're doing is tearing everything down and replacing it with developed buildings, right? So we need more of that green space. We need more parks. We need to do a better job of embracing and advertising the fact that we have all these beautiful natural places, all the hiking, all the waterfalls, all the, the views all over town. We need to do a better job and really embrace. And I'm not saying we need to be Asheville, not those hippie freaks that lay on the streets all day and smoke weed in their <laughs> filth. I'm not talking about them. Asheville, you know what I'm talking about. Don't try to deny it, okay? But we need, we need to embrace and culturally adapt uh, ourselves to our beautiful natural surroundings. That's unique to the upstate. Look, any place can put in another, uh, another grocery store or another fancy new market or another fast food joint or like 10 more Starbucks. Anywhere can do that. But, we, but, but what's unique to the upstate, we need to do a better job of all of us embracing that. What we need less of is we need less crappy fast food. South Carolinians, we a chunky bunch. Okay, like I'm not a skinny mini. Okay, I'm 230 pounds. I can't say much. But, but one out of three South Carolinians is obese. Okay, so we need less fast food, and hey, maybe getting out and, and seeing all these sights, something that's uh, gonna help us all shed a couple of pounds. Man, so many calls, uh, so many text messages coming in. Brandon, uh, what were your things that we need more of and less of in South Carolina? So mine's dealing with related to Easley. Um, for those who don't know who have, been there, who have not been there, Easley has way too many Mexican joints, 17, by the way. Um, they also have too many tire shops, and they have too many storage units. So that's what they need less of is those. What they need more of is more variety shops for Food and just shopping in general. I mean, it's kind of bland, actually. I hate that. I wish my town that I'm now a part of, that I've been a part of since 2018, could be more like, hey, let's go and bring these fancy shops, come in, mom and pop joints, and build it that way instead of just having the same old storage units, Mexican joint, tire place, loan sharks. That's all we really have there. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're right. It does. It's it's you're building new buildings, but you're not improving the the overall quality of businesses in a town. And that's that's not how you gentrify and, and bring an area up. But hey, as Greater Greenville continues to creep out, easily is certainly being uh, encroached upon by Greater Greenville. I saw something on the news yesterday. Uh, it was about uh, an area over near Cherrydale that is uh, up for being annexed by Greenville. And I can't remember the name of the, the area. It's right over there by Cherrydale. If somebody can help me out, tell me what that is on the text line, 71307. Um, it's, it's called like Patrick or something like that. I forget exactly what it's called. But you, but somebody will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, how many phone numbers do you actually have memorized? I bet that nobody in the listening audience had more than four memorized. I have been defeated. <laughs> I've been defeated by that. Uh, Texter says, I have a ton of numbers memorized. I even can remember numbers of people I don't talk to anymore, but I also have a photographic memory, and I am a numbers guy. They probably have a black book, too. Ooh, a little, a little black, black books. books. Yeah. Texter says, I can remember uh, five. Brandon only knows two. Ha ha. Cassie, one of the ones <laughs> that you memorized better be your wife's. It is. It's the first one. It better be. <laughs> Texter says, I legit have six memorized. Grandma, stepmom's cell, dad's home, wife, mom, my assistant at work, Joey. Joey, you got me beat. Texter says, if you count 800 numbers, I have eight memorized. No, those don't count. Joey. Texter says, I could call George Sink and J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> 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 Who is the one that's all threes? Hawk Law. Who is the, I, Hawk I, I, Law. All twos, all, all threes, threes, and all, all threes, nines. and all nines. Those yeah. don't count. <laughs> Those don't count. Uh, Joey says, New Orleans is my second home. You know what I'm talking about, Joey. Like, you know, again, New Orleans has its problems, but uh, no, it's San Suchi. No, that's not it. Um, that's not the area around Cherrydale. That is up for being annexed by Greenville. Texter says, I have one number memorized. It's one of my daughters, Parker. Thank you. I said Patrick. It's Parker. Thank you. I did see that on the news, that the Parker area of Greenville is uh, is looking uh, looking like it might be annexed. Depends on what the voters over there choose to do. Uh, Cherrydale, like, I, I think Cherrydale is going to be that next big spot to pop. The big problem for Cherrydale is it's not anywhere near I-85, so it's not super, super easy to get to so those are the parker uh, district parker district yeah that's the uh that's the big topic that's really popped all day long here on offsides with uh diesel and brandon we got a lot of audio to get to here let's rewind some of what uh, we've been playing and talking about on the show today this is audio of the charlotte hornets in route to their second straight win it is possible it can be done Miles Bridges nailed one over uh, over the Pacers to get that 105-97 win. Congratulations to him. Victor Wembenyama, the dude is he, he's he's like almost uncomfortable to look at. Yes. Like he is un, ungodly tall. He he can move, he can pass the ball, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can shot block. My man had a triple double last night. Here is uh, a little bit of audio of his game. Uh, you're just getting highlights from every phase of Victor Wimbanyama's game. Now, we're not going to play the whole thing because it's over a minute and a half, but listen to some of it. 
Yeah, and even though Victor showed up in, uh, he was wearing all black head to toe. I don't know if he was if he was channeling Spider Man uh, early on when his costume was still kind of janky and ugly, or if he was <laughs> if he was doing his best Kanye West. Either way, Victor Wembanyama went off. Uh, here's audio of Patrick Mahomes mic'd up during the final play of the Super Bowl with a little bit of uh, color commentary mixed over top of it. Now, that is a level of joy that I have yet to experience. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I, I love hearing his uh, his cadence. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a man. He just really is. Here's Patrick Mahomes on his emotions talking about that clip that we just played and what it was like for him. His teammate Travis Kelsey here talking about just what it means to him to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And finally, if you watch the Super Bowl halftime show, And something about Alicia Keys' performance stood out to you. It did to me. I heard it live. Well, if you heard it live, you heard one version. If you heard it later on social media, you heard a different version. Here's what went out live over the air during the Super Bowl from Alicia Keys. But then when it went out over social media, this is how it sounded. Wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa, I, that's wait, hard. I can't believe I didn't catch that. Wait a minute. That's live? That's doctored. Those dirty birdies. Was it Apple? Is that Apple halftime show? They yeah. doctored the audio and sent it back out into the world. <laughs> Now, this is what people think they sound like when they're doing karaoke. This is what they actually sound like. Yeah, it was rough. I, I caught that live, and it was just like, huh? This girl can sing, and she flubbed that note hard. When we come back, we had a wide-ranging conversation with Jake Crane of the show Crane & Company from The Real Daily Wire. We'll play it back for you next, right here on Offsides with Diesel and Brandon on The Fan Up State. After owning a dog for the first time as an adult, 
I have finally figured out what it is to like live for another creature. Like he's a pain in the ass. Drives <laughs> me nuts. But it's those little moments here and there that make you love this little guy. And it's the moments like that when you think about losing your dog, not dying, but like literally losing your dog, your dog running away, that just breaks your heart. So it makes a story like this so incredible. A dog was reunited with its family after four years of being lost, and it was found 600 miles away from its Colorado home near the Mexican border. Here's Benjamin and Elizabeth Baxter talking about being reunited with their dog, Patches. Listen to this. How the hell does a dog travel 600 miles? It's like that Homeward Bound movie. Yeah, right there. that's a Disney movie right there. What an incredible story. Yeah, really. Right? You know, just you thought you thought your dog is gone. Maybe you've moved on. Like it's kind of like Castaway. You thought it was gone, gone. Yep. So you got another dog, and now you bring Patches home, and Patches sees that you've moved on. Mm. You've got another dog. And There's now, just something about having your 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 actual dog. If say if we had a dog like you lose your dog like that, and it comes back to you, there's no way you would ever really truly get over it. I think that the reaction that dog probably gave was one of tearjerker moments for everybody. Well, it's you know we we had audio last week, two weeks ago, of a woman whose dog was stolen. Like somebody broke into her house, stole her dog, and flash forward three or four years. She's about to move out of the town that she lived in, and somebody gives her a call and says, "Hey, I think your dog is at this shelter. It was like a kill shelter. It was gonna, they were gonna kill it, you know." And she goes and gets her dog back, and you see the video. It was video attached. You guys can't hear, can't see the video. We can see the video. You can only hear the audio. And this this dog loses its mind. Hadn't seen its owner in like four years, remembers her, starts freaking out, excited and happy. Man, those are just the stories that it, it tells you that dogs are better than people. Dogs truly are better than than most people. Like I I generally I could put this down as a can we stop? Can we stop treating our animals like they're more important to us than other people around us? Because a lot of people do. It's the people who are like, I'm a pet parent. No, you're not a pet parent, you're a pet owner. <laughs> You're a pet guardian. You're a pet caretaker. You are not their parent. I've raged on that before, and people always fight back on me when I say you are not a pet parent. You are a pet guardian or an owner. You didn't birth that little kitten or that turtle. You are not its mama. But, like, we, we talk about how people treat each other so badly nowadays, and it's because people say, they say things to themselves, well, it's more important for me to to take care of my dog than it is to be nice to people around me, and I think that's a that's a big problem that we we need to we need to relearn empathy for our fellow man over uh, just our fellow four legged friends. But man, what a great story! Family yes. in Colorado's dog made it all the way down to southern New Mexico near the Mexican border. They were getting phone calls that they thought were scam phone calls. They didn't answer for the longest time, and then boom, turns out it was their dog, and they got their dog back. Man, what a fantastic! Story. Uh, Texter here says Randy Jackson would say 
it's a little pitchy for me, dog. This is uh, in relation to the story that Apple TV doctored Alicia Keys' Super Bowl performance when they put it out on their social media. So this was live, over the air, Alicia Keys in the middle of that pretty good. I wouldn't say it was fantastic, but pretty good Super Bowl halftime show. This is what it sounded like over the air. So, but then when they put it out on social media, it sounds like this. For real? We're looking at you. We know what you did. The internet doesn't let anything get by. Come on, Apple. Come on, Apple. Let it be real. <laughs> See, like, I used to always think that everything in the Super Bowl halftime show was, like, fake, pre-recorded. Because, look, there's a lot of money on the line uh, for, for good performances. And you don't want to have something catastrophic happen, like, everything on the stage go down and just ruin your entire halftime show. Right? Or Janet, Janet Jackson 2.0. Eh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but... Like a couple of years ago, famously Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, bass player Flea didn't have his bass plugged in. And he took some paint or lipstick or whatever and drew a big circle around the quarter-inch jack into his bass to show that he was not live. Mm -hmm. I presume because he was not happy about not being live. And so he was voicing and showing his displeasure by by not plugging his bass in and drawing attention to the fact that it wasn't plugged in. But my understanding is how they do this. And if anybody wants to know, like, how do they pull off the Super Bowl halftime show? All of the instruments are pre-recorded. The, the, the drummers, the bass, the trumpet players, whatever, all that stuff is pre-recorded. So they got a backing track that's going to be good no matter what. And then they just have live vocals. That's always been my understanding of how it's gone down because that eliminates a lot of uh, it eliminates a lot of the question marks and variables for a huge production. You got to consider they've got it's not twenty minutes because that's a that's like an actual game halftime, but it's probably stretched out to like forty minutes the entire thing. You've got forty minutes to set up this massive bit of moving and changing and morphing stage. You've got to get dozens of performers on stage. You've got to get, you know, most years they have a bunch of fans fans out on the field with light-up, you know, devices that look good on camera. You can't pull all that off. You can't get that onto the field, do the performance, and pull it off in 40 minutes and make sure everything is technically put together. So... I'm pretty sure none of this stuff is actually live except for the vocals. But I love that Flea a couple of years ago uh, showed that displeasure for that. It's like it's like the movie Airheads when he throws his guitar to the side and proves that they're using a backing track and none of it's real. I like that. Texture here says, what's this flamingo I've seen over your shoulder on the stream? Is that the fan upstate fam flamingo? Yes, it is. Yep. JD in Simpsonville. I recognize your phone number now. Yeah, it is. Uh, we don't. Do we have a name for it? I don't think so. I mean, I think we we decided that the fan upstate needed a mascot. That we needed a a like kind of like how Josh Pate has the Pate State Freights. We needed the fan upstate mascot, and we decided the fan upstate flamingos. 
did we decide that its name was Fanny? I don't know. I think we came. Mancraft came up with this idea that it's like even have a fight song. So Fanny, the fan upstate flamingo. I like that. But it's it's still there. It's over Brandon's shoulder. We're not on the stream for uh, for a couple of days here. But back on uh, Monday, we will be uh, next Monday. We'll be back on the stream. So oh, quick, he's very cute. <laughs> quick rundown on what we went over on the show today. Man, a lot of money got bet on the Super Bowl this year. Uh, over eight confirmed bets of $1 million or more. Drake was part of that. You said he, what, won? 2.5? 2.3 million. 2.3 million. He bet 1.15. Incredible. A record $185.6 million were bet on the Super Bowl at Nevada Sportsbooks this year. That broke the previous record from last year by nearly $6 million. I'm surprised that it's not more than that, considering just how many, uh, just how many, New states are adding sports gambling. We talked about uh, how what, what is one thing in the upstate that you would like to have more of and one thing that you think we should have less of. My less of was less crappy uh, fast food restaurants, less Taco Bells, less Zaxby's, <laughs> less. I mean, I'm not saying I don't occasionally eat at some of those places. I'm just saying that we need less of those things. We need some we need some better food around here because. And we have, uh, we have a weight problem here in South Carolina, if you're not aware of that. Uh, we, uh, my, my thing that we needed more of in the upstate is we need to build a culture around all of the natural beauty that we have here in the upstate. We need to talk about that more. We need to make that a part of our local culture more. And uh, we need to uh, be creative and bring in more green space that, um, you know, since, we're, since we've got so much development, we need usable green space um, uh, in the upstate. Texter here says, Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges had the charges against him dropped. Hopefully he can mature and grow from his experience. I'm not sure what you mean, Texter. I have not looked into uh, what happened with Miles Bridges, though I do know that he... It was domestic violence. A domestic violence case. Okay. Uh, I do know... Sorry, sorry about that. I do know that Miles Bridges went off against the Pacers and hit this uh, big shot late in the game and a 105-97 win over the Pacers. That is the second straight win for the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets, man, they need something, anything to get people around here excited because we're in trouble. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets are in trouble of losing the entire state of South Carolina, as the Carolina Panthers are as well. It's been a blast on the show today. Thank you so much for listening. Back again tomorrow here on Offsides. This is the Fan Up State.